Zwift is an indoor cycling platform where you can connect with a global community of cyclists at any time. You can chat with people all over the world, share in group rides, get encouragement from total strangers right on, who quickly become your new riding buddies and train harder and faster with competition on a global scale. Check out Zwift for yourself at Zwift.com today. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast uh, lining up today, and it's live on Facebook as well. First time we're doing it live on Facebook, um, <laughs> so bear with us. Um, I'm a bit like the, hey, what did you say, the student, the yeah, work yeah, yeah. experience work guy. Experience <laughs> work experience guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm learning. Love so, uh, that confidence. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, that's me. Uh, so joining us, uh, we have a full house, and uh, most of them are back from Europe, uh, starting with Sophie Smith. Hi, Sophie. Hello, how are Back you? from Britain. Back from Britain, back from the tour of Britain. Slightly yeah. colder than when I was there in August, but amazing racing. Slightly colder? Yeah, little, yeah. It didn't <laughs> rain, so I was happy about that. But um, really amazing racing and a real good indicator of who will be on for the men's road race world championships. Yeah, we'll talk about September 30. Uh, we'll talk about all this. Uh, joining us as well is uh, Dave and Mackenzie. Mackay, you're back from Spain. I am. Where's I've... the tan? The oh, tan, the tan's here. Yeah, yeah. Like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're on camera. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, way too much sangria. Yeah. Plenty of paella and tappers daily, just daily. daily? Just, so it was great, but I'm now on the regime. And Sophie and I were just discussing. We're on the, what is it, 21 week? Yeah. Fitness I'm, challenge. You're on I'm just else. on back on the bike, and you know okay. the tummy's rubbing the top tube, so I've got some work to do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and all the way from Ballarat, Pacho. Hiya, Pat. Yeah, two weeks ago we had a great pod with Wes, and we've got plenty to catch up on again today. But uh, speaking of the cold weather, Chris minus four yesterday <laughs> kept me in bed. I was going to go for a ride, but uh, I've got this theory now: anything minuses, that's not my area. Well, that'd be that. Wouldn't that be from about June till September, living in Ballarat? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like I was minus four at nationals this year. So. <laughs> I love how Macca loves to pull it out of Ballarat, but he's actually from Ballarat. He's a Ballarat so boy. That's just ridiculous. Uh, that's why I can. That, I'm allowed to, and I'm allowed to get away with it. No, uh, no one, no Ballarat people can come bashing on my door with pitchforks because I'm, a, I'm an original <laughs> Ballarat boy. He lives in the northern suburb, in case you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's start with uh, the Vuelta. Uh, Maca, you're freshly back from Spain, you said. Let's not talk about the tapas straight away. Let's talk about the cycling. Amazing victory by Simon Yates. It was monumental and it was history-making. And, it, yeah, it was brilliant. And, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to be too biased in my role there because I was actually working for the host broadcaster so um no mention of uh too much of a Aussiness too much no but we you know we <laughs> Matt, Matt, Keenan, Matt yeah. Keenan was the <laughs> he was, instigator yeah yeah no we we certainly <laughs> you know found a way to drive it in there but no it was incredible and the team were incredible I think because and I'll get you guys your mm. views on that but they went there really with not a super climbing team and there was a deep into the third week you know, when there were 20 riders left, there were three Mitchell and Scott guys on the front, and they were the only team that had three or four guys there. So they were proving they were the strongest team, and they were the smartest as well. So they did everything they needed to do to win, and, and they had to. They had to pull everything out to win it, so it was great. And they gambled, yeah, which we haven't seen in a Grand Tour in 
age and no disrespect to Cofidis, but when I there was a journalist, William Fothering, and it came over and said, Oh, did you hear what happened at the Vuelta? Cofidis is leading. And I was on my laptop, I was like, because <laughs> they gambled. Yeah, um, they got, yeah. They were willing to well, let it go, which, yeah. well... It wasn't it's, really it's, a gamble, though, was it? Like, I mean... No, they, but they, they were willing that, to let the jersey go and, yeah, and get yeah, it back, which yeah. is, which is rare right. now in Grand yeah. Tours. But that's the new school tactics. You know, we spoke about it on the last pod, Christoph. We touched base with Wes and got his opinion, too. It's mm-hmm. new school Absolutely. tactics. They're not there to be friends, you know. It's not schoolyard stuff. It's business as usual. They did what was required. I mean, Alejandro Valverde was pretty vocal. Movistar were very vocal about their you know, not respecting the jersey as, as but a they've fact. Had old, they've had old school tactics yeah, for years, worked, haven't they, Movistar? And it works for them. But yeah. as they're yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> they've done the second but, grand no. tour. They've screwed up. Tell us what you really she's coming guns Fire. blazing Shippers. I was about to say but as Movistar are finding particularly the last two years old school tactics no longer works and they're, they're really good at running a top 5 GC uh, two in the top 10 three in the top 20 but if they want to reach their ultimate goals they're going to have to change their tactics uh, and I think that shows that probably we're in a cleaner um, environment in professional cycling too because no longer can you do that old school tactics and it pays off. Well, yeah. Also, uh, guys which are watching this on Facebook, feel free to uh, leave your comments or questions. I'm can, I can read them here so we can just uh, uh, prompt uh, our, uh, our guys here. Um, the team itself, you're talking about the ta- that tactics and so on, but they did some sort of similar role at the Giro, which didn't pay off uh, with Simon Yates, but this time it paid off. Do you think they've learned from their so-called mistake or heartache? And I know uh, uh, it might not have been a heartache, but uh, yeah. do you think they learned from it at the Giro that make them even stronger this time around and actually win this Vuelta? Yeah, we, you can analyse it, you know, right to the umpteenth millimetre. I think ultimately Simon just wasn't, was Simon, wasn't it? At yeah. one, yeah, Simon. <laughs> Simon, you get them mixed up. I still get them confused. They could just be like, "Yeah, I'm Simon." Yeah, today. you never know. <laughs> you know you, do you realise it was actually Adam that won the vault? It wasn't Simon. Simon said, "I'm too buggered." <laughs> no, I think, yeah. They short answer is obviously they learnt something from the Giro. I think the second answer is physically, Simon just capitulated. I don't think mentally he did. Physically, he capitulated at the Giro. Yeah, he recovered. He did ride slightly more conservative. I wouldn't say a oh, huge amount, a lot, but he did no. ride more conservatively. I'd say a lot, and I mean, but he was going. I mean, he still won three stages at the Giro. Yeah, he did, know. and he run, won them in the ways that he was uh, on the front foot at the Giro. But he selected days rather than back to back. I mean, yeah, that's time. where he went wrong at the Giro. Yeah. It just was going, and we were talking about it here each week. We're going. He was just shooting off fireworks like it was New Year's Day. You know, it was New Year's Eve. It's boom, boom, boom every day, and everyone in the world was going, "What?" So, do you think he was too aggressive at the Giro? Yeah. But I mean, of yeah, course, it was. We only say that post fact. We, right, we that's weren't right. saying no, that at the yeah. time because well, he was so dominant. No, well, I did. Oh, I did on. say. It. I want, I want we, to see that. If we remember, I said it was that he a Wednesday to... afternoon in a bar somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no anyway, one in Ballarat. Yeah, yeah. In Ballarat. <laughs> I think the other thing that uh, Mitchell and Scott did—they uh, obviously did a real hard heat training, and because that's what they did better than any other team. They came out the first week of the Vuelta, and they didn't look bad. A lot of the other teams, they were down to four guys at best. I mean, we saw Simon Clark take a victory in the first week, which was brilliant. But uh, we also saw King take two victories. I mean, he was it was brilliant. unlikely that he would take a victory before the Vuelta started. Who would have picked him for a stage win? But he took two, and he handled the heat. 
Uh, Valverde took two in the hot conditions as well. But when they come out of the back end of that, there wasn't a lot of fight left in uh, much of the peloton, but certainly no. Mitchelton Scott timed it well. I listened to Shane Bannon's interview yep. that you had earlier in the week, and he said there wasn't heartache. He wouldn't call it heartache. I would call it heartache. There was certainly yeah. heartache. But as you said, after the fact of winning the Vuelta, certainly heartache of the gym oh, is quickly forgotten. Because if I can recap, uh, Shane said it's, uh, we, he will not call it a heartache because if it's part of the learning curve for them to be able to now say they won the Vuelta, they would take this so-called heartache any yeah, day. Yeah, 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 that's right. That was, that was a heartache. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's right. I think I'll confess I haven't listened yet to the interview. But uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I'll just make something up. No, but obviously I did speak to Shane. Uh, I caught up with him one time at the Vuelta, and obviously I know him, you know, from over the years. He's a smart guy. He's a smart Absolutely. guy, Shane. He's been around the block so many times, and. You know, it takes it takes the back end. It's like the back end support. It's like the tech support. You know, mm, in a company, yeah. if you don't have the good back end support, um, you know, you can still fail even if you've got a team of champions. But can I just bring up one point? And I'm not sure if you guys heard this. You may not have. It was post stage interview with Simon Yates, and it was the penultimate stage, so the last mountain stage. And the mm. next day, we we're into Madrid, and for me, this was super smart. And I wish I'd had a worked it, had a known it when it happened, but we didn't. So he attacked. Remember he attacked on the penultimate climb? Yes. Yep. Jumped away, went down the other side, and then he caught um, Lopez and company, whoever was with him. And then they dropped him, uh, Mus, Enrique Mus. Yes. And then they dropped him up the final climb, but he lost 30 seconds. When they interviewed him afterwards, he said, Adam was getting tired. They said, you must have been feeling good. You attacked. And he said, oh, I was feeling okay. But he said, Adam was getting tired. And he said, I realised if I didn't drop my big rivals, I was going to have to ride on the valley on my own before the climb. So he said, I thought I might as well attack them now, descend like mad, catch the break, and if they drop me at the base, at least I'm not I'm not, I'm not a sitting no, duck. No yeah. Land, yeah. So he just, so I think he, he's learnt, when you a go lot. back to the question about a the lot. Giro, he rode really intuitively and rode really yeah, smart. Yeah, there's a very good comment actually from Colin here that says... Uh, one of the, or was it one of the difference at the Giro? They had to build up a lot of time to make sure that for the time trial, yeah. they were they well, were safe. Was, which yeah. wasn't the case so much here. Well, there was That's serious, a very good from serious fear of Tom Dumoulin coming over yep. the top, and uh, in yeah. the end, I mean, That's Chris Froome rode yeah. like a steam train before the time trial even came. Um, and uh, it's a great it's a great comment, and it's right on point. But I also so just right on to uh, Colleen. Is that Colleen? Yeah. Let's get her in. Colleen. Yeah. Where Colleen. are you, Colleen? That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I also think that with that, they also not only did they learn, but as you said, they took a team there. You looked at it on the on paper and you go, hmm, this isn't really a welter yep. team. But all those riders, if we go back to the heat, could handle heat. How I good mean, was Luca Mescic oh. in the in the climbs? Yeah. Like, this is a guy who's won a sprint stage of the Giro. Like, mm. he was awesome. And he also just Adam Yates. I mean, I always think it's difficult to compare the Giro to any other Grand Tour. It's like in terms of the field that was there this year and the, and the race in general. But Adam Yates, I thought what they did with him and asking him to save himself yeah. until that third week. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was risky. It's, you know, he's sacrificing his brother, but it's still sacrificing. He'd be my favourite for Worlds going into this. But, oh, Adam, Adam. Adam. We'll get Adam. to that. Yeah, but we'll come I to that later. Just yeah. in general, like the team... I don't know. I think in their foundation years, they were kind of like the Wild West group. They just went in and yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, and whatever stuck. But With this Sheriff time Steve-o. round, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this time round, kind of, kind of pun intended. So they've been a lot more calculated. And the Yates brothers have also been 
brilliant. Like ever since I've known them, since they're under 23 yeah, days, they're, they've been just they're superstars. one-eyed mm. and this is where we're going. Yeah. So yeah, drilling down actually with you, Maka, the role of Adam that you just touched mm. on, but uh, seeing it from the inside, did you see that Adam was actually super strong uh, in, in helping uh, his brother? Yeah. And, and who else? Haig as well? Did, oh, did, yeah, did awesome. an amazing Hague, work Hague, in... Hague was, Hausen yeah, wasn't... I don't think Housen was at his best. He came good a little bit in the third week. He did the I've seen France, better from well. him, Housen. He, I think he's, with all respect to him, I think he's had a tough year. He's yeah. had a couple of crashes and he crashed in the Vuelta as well. So he's, but he, he, he did really good. Haig was good. But just on Adam, nothing surprised me at all that he was sitting on the back for the first two weeks because he's come off the Tour de France, disappointing, yep. yet he's, you're still fatigued and tired. And I, and guess, I don't think he had the form to win the no, Tour de France either. No. That was obvious. No, like, and he, he, never, he never had form for the Volta. In, so yeah. it was a really smart move to just let him sit on the back for two weeks, lose time, save energy, and then he was, he was crucial mm. in those last – it was only really probably three – Mountain days for Adam, maybe a bit more, but ultimately it was three really crucial days. Well, well Shane, well, Shane Bannon said that that was the long range plan. As soon as he did yep. the, as soon as he fell out of uh, any contention of the Tour de France, he actually said when the Tour de France finished, Adam went to him and said, I want to ride in support of Simon in the Vuelta. And then they created this plan already, well and truly out. Yeah. So they prepared him in a manner where he would build form in the first two weeks and, and then come into that last week. And as you said, he was impeccable. I mean, there's some things that you just don't see on camera that he did during the Vuelta for his brother and, yeah. and you can't see it. And then he's produced that and effectively probably wins the Vuelta from the little things we don't see for Simon. Well, well, you know, a couple of those things you don't see is the old switcheroo of the numbers uh, <laughs> in the evening. You know, Simon was like, Gee, I'm feeling a bit tired. I'm Adam, you going? Flat, flat. I've, I've, I've been sitting on the back for two weeks. No. All good, bro. No, peel, peel they should, they should uh, tattoo or something like number one, number two or DNA something. DNA test. <laughs> no, no, come on, Simon, if you're listening. We, we know it was you. We know Adam pretty sure. slightly darker stubble, but if they shave, then... Uh, I know you said it. you could not fly too much the, the, the flag too much uh, during the, the broadcast. Uh, but you as an Aussie, I know you've been involved with Orica uh, for, from pretty much the beginning, 2011. You've been following them. I mean, an Aussie, both Aussie crew commentating on the first Aussie team victory of a Grand Tour. Personally, did you punch the, the fist in the air? Uh, I mean, how was it for you? Yeah, no, I'll be really honest. Of course it's because awesome. Because normally you're not? Or... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Correct. No, normally I talk rubbish, um, tell porky pies. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no, no, it was awesome. It was, it was really good. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, I think it was probably, if I go another step back and, Pat, you're the same and safe. You've been in the sport a long time, both of you. I guess the, the satisfaction... For me, is for someone like Shane Bannon, yep. um, the s- staff that I know work on the team, and Jerry Ryan. Yep. And I saw Jerry and Val, his wife, on the Sunday morning. We're all we were on the train that flew into Madrid for the final stage. So I was really just happy for them, you know. And for Jerry, it's let's be honest, it's philanthropic and yep. passion first and foremost. Yes, he wants some return, but he just loves cycling and he loves the people he works with. So I was really happy for them. But the reason why I'm asking is because uh, we keep referring to this Shane Bannon uh, interview, but you should check it out on our on our uh, webpage on uh, Cycling Central, uh, so sbs.com to slash Cycling Central. Uh, just because he's, he, he was quite tamed in his, uh, in his, you know, he was not exuberant. Always is. He always is. He's, a, he's like yeah. a... Yeah, yeah, but what I mean is at some point they must have popped up the, popped up the champagne. 
Like, did yeah, did oh, you see this or did you oh. just... Went, they would have popped yeah. out a lot oh, of champagne. Yeah, like, <laughs> that totally. I think from... Um, like, they, they play, they play, like, they're composed and whatever, but uh, at some point they must have gone, yeah, we did, we've done this. I believe they had. Yeah. I believe in some sort of shape or form, they had two plans in place with about a week to go. They had a plan in place for the massive party yeah. <laughs> in celebration. <laughs> they sort of did. And they had the one for if... If they if they fail, and they were sticking to the one, if they no, I shouldn't say fail. Crystal versus James if they didn't Oaks. win, you know, because they'd been there once before with the yeah. Giro, and I'm and I'm quite sure. Oh, and Esteban in of Welter as you, well. You can't blame them though for the Giro just gone four days out thinking we've got this. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. dominant. Yeah. Four days to go, he yeah. was still dominating, yeah. and then the thir- three days to go, he lost them thirty seconds. So yet again, there wasn't Chris Froome. No, which correct. basically was the big fear from the start at the Giro with the target. Freemish schmoomy. Freemish schmoomy. He, he didn't Shall win the tour record, either. Let's record this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there wasn't a big drive, a driver behind like Chris from we, we had, you know, of course, yeah, we had the movie star and so on, but they knew that the Chris from wasn't sniffing on the... Yeah, it's true. If he was there or Dumoulin, yeah. and you talk about the time trialling, you know, when you, when you know you've got to get time up your sleeve... But you know, it's the end of the season. It's a it's a long, tough year mentally, physically. It's oh, a third grand tour. It, it's it doesn't matter to who's there. To, yeah, it's unfair to, yeah, yeah. to give them no. um, because Simon Yates was by far the best, well and truly. Yeah. And um, and t- I tell you what, did I have my fears that he would fall to the wayside? Certainly, I never put him in my uh, fantasy team. That's for sure. Because <laughs> the Giro, <laughs> the Giro was the Giro stung quite a bit. I just. Uh, Really, really scratched. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I just scratched my head a little bit with what had happened in the Giro. But he was emphatic in, in Vuelta. And I think what you said, it sounds silly, but did he mature like, it seemed like he matured three or four years as a professional rider in two months mm-hmm. because the way he executed in the Vuelta was so precise. But you talk about Shane Bannon. I think the reason he's so tempered when he's you know discussing things is because he has a plan and he believes if it goes to plan, it'll work. So the plan, let's talk about this. Uh, what's next for them? The Giro, of course. Uh, but what's in between? Uh, because you know they made that switch to become a, a Grand Tour winner team. They are a Grand Tour winner team. Well, they team. could well have the World Championship Champions jersey next year as well. And I mean, it shows you in 35 days. I reckon, uh, should I say, Mitchell and Scott have gone from being the people, the team that lost a race that couldn't be lost barely in the Giro, to then winning a Vuelta and potentially having the World Champion. I mean. That is what the whole dream was for the the whole uh, team that Jerry Ryan created back, what, nearly 10 years? Um, and sure, I mean, Matt Heyman won Paris-Roubaix, and it was an amazing thing as well, and that was a, a tick-off-the-list item. But, wow, what would it be like if they had the World Champions jersey in their team as well next year? But I think the next thing, whether this is their mindset or not, it's got to be the tour. Yeah. It has to be. The Giro, I think there's unfinished business for... Simon Yates at the Giro, definitely. How, how big of a step is this? Like, I, I, don't think it's, I, don't, I really don't think it's that, Just that because, much bigger you know, step. But because Sky comes at their ultimate form, every single team seems to come at their ultimate form. They bring their A form. squad. Yeah. Exactly. It's not the B squad or the C squad that yeah. they're, they're bringing somewhere else. It's the A squad at the ultimate so same for any other team. Yeah. Do you think Michelton Scott has got an A squad that can beat Sky on a regular basis at the Tour de France? Well, maybe not a regular, but uh, as in year in year probably. out. Well, let's let's just go back 
sort of look at their the short history or, or, or pick out their Grand Tour history. Mm-hmm. They've podiumed at the Giro, the Vuelta. They've won the Vuelta as well. Fourth at the Tour Fourth of France. Fourth at the Tour de France and with Adam. So they're there. They're at the door, knocking on the door, and they're knocking on the door a lot harder than any other team, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. Movistar, Valverde's done. You know, he's, yeah. he's Quintana. He can't Quintana. Question well, six months yeah, off. Question. He just looks tired. Yeah. And now Vinokurov's going and said, "We will get Lander. I'm going to take him back at any yeah. price." So, so <laughs> you've got these other teams. So I think they are the best place. And on the time trialing side, the Yates boys, they're good. Their time trialing yeah. isn't that bad at all. You know, they're actually pretty good. So, I think it's one of them that can win the tour mm-hmm. under Mitchell and Scott. Would be one of the Yates's. The big question. Sorry, can I just yeah. finish? The big question mark is. Where's Chavez at? And where does well, Chavez fit well, in that? I just interrupted here. We got a question from Sally Ranson. Can you see Esteban Chavez making it back to the top four? Sally, I didn't see the question, but we uh, astral travelled. I, yeah. I, I read your mind. It's all good. I was on it, Sally. Brilliant. Well done. And you know what? It's difficult to comment on Chavez, I think, because after you meet him and you see the type of person that he is, you don't want to say no. You want to say yes. You want to say yes and believe that it's possible. But I don't think he knows. I don't think they know. And we hear that in the Shane Bannon interview as well. It's, they don't really know where he's going to be back to. And if he does, yeah. maybe he can ride that assistive role that Adam did in this welter for Simon. And maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's Chavez for Adam. But I think if they're going to win the Tour de France, it has to be a bit of that new school tactics to but do it. That and they sent their they sent their A team to the Giro this year. Mitchelton Scott sent their A team, and I'm in my mind the t- the team that went to the Tour de France was the B team. Was the B team? Was the B team? And you know Matt White, if you listen to interviews, he sort of says hmm. he, he says you know we had guys that were exhausted from the Giro, so we couldn't bring them in here. He didn't, he's never going to go so far as to say we had a B team. I think if they looked at next season, depending on the course for the Tour, and said correct. We're happy to let go of the Giro and the Vuelta, and we're going all in that's, with the tour. Yeah, that's what, that is the yeah. only way that's, they're going to win the Yeah, and that's a good point. That's they've exactly got, what Shane said, though. Yeah. He said, he said mm. they, before making a decision, they need to know about the, the, parkour. the, the yeah. parkour of the tour. Yeah. Let's just guy with yeah. a £30 million budget or whatever they're operating on at the moment. Isn't it 50? I, I saw some... Social media yeah, place. 50 million. Yeah. Surely we yeah, could all yeah. get a job there. Well, well, 50 mil, come I on. I mean, if you're given we'll Egan Bernal six, <laughs> 6 million, you're given Chris 10, and you're given Geraint 8, I mean, that's already there. Yeah. You know, you're getting close. Uh, one last question about uh, the, Vuel- uh, the Vuelta. Favourite tapas. People listen because there might be a question about this. Ooh, what was okay. your favourite tapas, favourite food? Oh, you gee. Because I know you like your food. It's really tough. <laughs> Come on, mate. Come on. You like you like your food more than I like well, my food, I, all I'm right? Actually, I'm actually wearing the tapas. <laughs> that was Christophe's Tour de France, market to market. I think it's got to be. I mean, all right, your traditional tap is a uh, tortilla di patata or your little bread with, you know, something on top, a little um, sardine. But I think it's got to be grilled octopus. Grilled octopus. And I was just going. I was going bonkers on it. I had octopus coming out my ears. It was that good. And, so, and, uh, and I'll tell you what else went along nicely with it. You, you will not believe this. None of you will believe this. water. No. no. <laughs> I, I did have a, Who are you? I was, buying, I was buying a glass of wine for 80 cents. 80 yeah, cents. I love that about <laughs> Must have been pretty How good. good. Must have been we quality. Do not, uh, <laughs> we do not get you know, some head The bottles of, the bottles the of Rioja were flowing nicely at 80 cents a glass, let me tell you. <laughs> but we are live on TV. On Facebook, we should put some uh, yeah. warning on screen. Uh, disclaimers. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, sparkling water. We're also purchasing 80 cents. <laughs> so... You've heard it, okay? Keep this in mind because that might come back a bit later on. In this uh, podcast, Sophie, yes. we said Tour of Britain. Yes. Uh, 
how was it? And a French winner, Ala Philippe. Yes, isn't he? He's amazing. He was just on form. And it was funny interviewing him and Primoz Rodjlik, and they both said, oh, we didn't come here for the GC. Yeah, oh, we just came here to find <laughs> form, and they were both flying. Rodjlik especially, I interviewed him at certain points during the tour, and he just, just no emotion, gave you sort of really rudimentary PR-type speak questions. Lotto and El Jumbo won that team time trial, and he was just, like, beaming. It was quite really? true. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it was one of those races where all the riders, like Alaphilippe, Roger Leake, were all talking about how hard it was. And I was sitting there going, you know, I knew Mac, it was at the World Tour, and I was like, it's eight stages. And I rode the course a couple of times. And the roads, some of those stages, there was absolutely no respite. It was up, down, up, down, to the point I was driving the course one day, and I asked if we could get off. Because I was like, <laughs> I've got motion sickness. <laughs> it was I'm not the only one. A really, yeah. Yeah, really, really <laughs> big... Um, Thank good, you, thank you. Good you training made ground. Yeah, this guy, them, this guy can't take a he can't take a, a ten minute Uber ride without getting queasy. Come on, let's not open the can of worms, shall we? Because there's a few other issues going yeah, on. Yeah, over yeah. Here. This was genuinely Sorry. difficult. Not. <laughs> no, but it was a great race, and I think you saw that in the overall standings as well. And on that, then a question and a, a question and a statement, I guess. Ala Philippe. He is firming for me as the big for the rainbow. And it was interesting in that speaking to Rogelik, Alaphilippe's already got a mental advantage over him, which I found really interesting. I think when it came down to the GC with both of them the night before, Rogelik had said, Alaphilippe's beaten me in a couple of sprints already. And for me, my experience as a journalist with athletes, as soon as someone gives that mental concession... Done. Done. So Roglic is... He's not doing the time trial, is he? No, he's not doing the time trial because actually, and I didn't know this until I'd spoken to him, he crashed at the tour and landed on his elbow. Yes. And got some road debris stuck in his elbow. Yeah. And so after the tour... He actually had to go get it operated on. So we, okay. And it, I think it shows how calculated he's being about the World Championships in that he immediately pulled out of the time trial went, I won't be able was to that sit rubbish? on that road yeah. bike. Yeah, uh, on the time trial bike, sorry. But very much focused on the road race. So he's and Slovenia that- have, I think when I, the last time I was on the podcast, we were saying he doesn't have any help. They've qualified a full quota, yeah. <laughs> which I, did, I didn't actually know. So but I for, think that but, we have yeah, I agree, he has to be as considered one of the favourites, but... Are they going to pity back him to the finish line? And that's where I think it's going to. Have you, yeah. You've got to get on Swift, Macker, and you've got to ride Innersbrook course because we'll talk it's about the world. The actually, real the deal. Yeah, yeah. Not, let's not course. focus too much on. We'll talk We're about the world. Still in a on. Just stick but, with the program, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep your Swift. Cap. Well, you're well, you're the one keep it on. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told you what my favourite meal at Tour of Britain was. Exactly. Which one would be fun? Actually, fish and chips, which you also get in Melbourne Central. From. And about the sky, basically. From and Gary and Thomas, how did they fare at that tour? Because that was a big thing. How did they fare, first of all, with the crowds? Gary and Thomas back in, yep. in his land with uh, the aura of any, any Any booing? Like the tour? Or? <laughs> no, no, I'm not so <laughs> um, How was it? You had to sort of stay away from the sky buskers every single day. And I saw this the last time I did the Tour of Britain was 2012 when Bradley Wiggins won. That was exactly the same. Um, it was very much a PR marketing exercise for sky to a degree. Um, and Chris Froome, I have to say, was really relaxed. He was like this at the tour. You kind of see a bit more of his personality with, you know, Garrett being the winner. So they had the press conference and they both there basically said, you know, Chris had gone home and his wife had had their second child, so he's been being a dad. And Garrett Thomas, I said to him, like, what have you done between winning the tour, your first tour to France to now? And Froome jumped in and just said, oh, what hasn't he done? 
And I've never heard Froomey be that like <laughs> sharp. Has before. he picked up the mic yet? So because he did that, that <laughs> he did, mic yeah, drop. No, mic, uh, no yeah. mic drop. They were both, um, as you can understand, I think pretty exhausted. So mm-hmm. they did a did a team role. Um, maybe a couple of tacks for camera if I can. Yeah. Say who that. was their guy for Sky? They had Walt Poles who won a stage and second on GC and second on GC yeah. and Ian Stannard. So, so they went all right. So yeah, they <laughs> weren't they yeah. weren't you know, okay. lounging around, uh, but not the men for. At the end of the season. Okay, and uh, overall, what was your favorite food? I had a lot of hotel food, so we didn't go out so much. It was a lot of hotel food. So this is the non-glamour side of <laughs> professional side. cycling people. Well, it was a step up from the Tour de France, which was for me like service step station up. meals. Yeah, no, always talk it down. Always talk it down. Otherwise, um, too many people want our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Just your typical British. I didn't have fish and chips, which I normally like. It's normally a staple for me. Yeah. Um, would have been a lamb or a curry in there somewhere. Okay. I'm wearing a loose a club today sandwich. on purpose. You, you, you're not setting uh, food of Britain very well, you know. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Hotel, hotel fair. Yeah. Okay. Dined with some of the teams, so yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Worlds. And before we talk about the Worlds, I think it's important we just uh, come back, retro pedal uh, to uh, Michelton Scott. Uh, Neil Stevens, uh, what's the situation there? Because when I spoke to Shane Bannon, he was saying, we'll announce something. Uh, a bit later on next week. They already have. He's left the team. No, no about no, his no. replacement. Replacement. Oh, his replacement. You know, but uh, where where is he going? What, what's happening with him? Why is he leaving? And then who's going to replace him? Yeah, they, well, that's also a question from Torsten Bunge. Well, as far as I know, it's been for quite a period of time that he was going to leave. It was well known. And it's Baran Morita, isn't it, that he's going to? And it's one of those. It's Bahrain Merida or UAE. Uh, it's UAE, in it fact. It is UAE. Yeah. I, I That's what correct. we're hearing anyway. Uh, yeah, That's, UAE. Yep. You know, word around the campfire. Okay. Is that, uh, but, yeah, you're right. He, it, there's been – well, he, he hasn't been on races for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So – and he, he was – him and Shane Bannon have go back a long way as, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, he was part of the reason how he joined the team initially. Um a little bit surprising. There's, there's obviously yeah. something hasn't worked out. I, I can't tell you what it Do you is. Think so? Yeah, I know what it is, but I can't tell you. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I'm joking. But no, no, something. <laughs> something. I mean, let's not pretend yeah. uh, skirt around it. The story. Something's happened. Well, it, there's been gonna, a disagreement. I'm not going to say it's a Gerens Matthews type scenario, but very similar, maybe in the directors' chairs. Um, Okay. But yeah, that's and how, that's, that's you know what? I, read it. I don't think there's anything bad about that. So is well, it, just it, it happens. Styles of management, like Max Giandri is going to movie star. He's leaving BMC just because they've got a new sponsor. They'll have a bit of a Polish influence. They do things differently. He didn't like it. You so go. it's not it's not anything around switching to a Grand Tour type of team. Yeah. No, I don't think so. style. No, no not the opposite. I'd no. say the opposite. Yeah. I think yeah. Steve O. That's what he'd love. Yeah, but and and I guess if we can just bring it back in again, from what I understand, he he had a massive amount to do with Chavez coming on the team. Yep. And Chavez always loved having Steve-O at, at those grand tours that he was good at. Steve-O's gone. Chavez's, Chavez. hmm. his form is we don't know where it is. He hasn't raced since June, July. Next year he comes back. The Yates boys are flavour of the month at the team. Yep. They've signed where again does that, well. Where does that leave Chavez in yep. his mindset, you know, forget about the physical side. Let's, you know, you're only human at the end of the day, and he's just lost his his confidant in in. Although the Chavez got this history of the team that they they really backed him at, at his lowest. Yeah, but how much of that health. was Neil though? And that's the, yeah, exactly. that's the question. And that, so. and and it cha- and and you know they're only going to keep paying you half a million bucks or more, mm. whatever it is, for so long. Yeah. If you don't deliver on results, they'll go, mate. We love you. We love you. 
uh, Esteban. However, you're not delivering. And and what about his relationship with uh, with Caleb Ewan? Yeah, what's the relationship that Neil had with Caleb Ewan and Caleb not being selected at the end for the Tour de France, no. being parked? I don't in know. Is there no. any I don't answer? think there's anything in I'm there. I'm a journalist. I'm trying to deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 you're, you're that big wooden spoon. You know what you are? Oh. You're being a fish and chip paper journalist. That sort of stuff, mate. Yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> applying for the Daily Mail. I was going to mention a couple uh, of others. Slightly moving on. <laughs> yeah. no, Let's talk about the world. Yeah. In a minute. <laughs> nice change of subject there. Yeah, Let's leave that one. <laughs> but no, no the Steve thing. No connection to there, Caleb Ewan. No. No. The Caleb Ewan situation was Caleb wasn't getting the race starts he wanted. He's gone to a team where he'll get those race starts. Whether the victories come, we'll, we'll wait and see. But he that's not the, that's not the point. The point is if he st- he couldn't stay where he was, he wasn't going to go there anyway, so he needed to move on. Okay. He made a decision to go He's got some big shoes to fill at Lotto as well. Well, Greipel started to find his best again. <laughs> well, Greipel, I think they were both at Tour of Britain, and Greipel was, he was very much emotional. He was riding on emotion. I think he was aware that it's very much so the end of a chapter with Lotto. Caleb's incredibly focused already. End of the season, he's been out. He's, he's taking over Roger Klug. He can effectively make his own sprint train there, and they're going to give him what he wants. He's he's still not. There's happy no guarantees, about that, though, is there? There's no love lost there. Uh, I, I, I there's a get. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no guarantees he's going to there's no win. No guarantee he'll win. No. Yeah. But he'll have. A better an opportunity. opportunity. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the world. <laughs> yeah. Swiftly moving on. Um, I don't know, my question starts is can anyone beat Brit- Great Britain? Yes. At the Worlds absolutely. in the road race. Yeah. Who, who are they bringing? They're not bringing it's Thomas and Freeman out. They're okay. out. It's a very, very young team. The Yates okay. boys. A lot of Sky Neo pros and headlined by the Yates boys, who all you really need to do is get them to the base of that feature climb and okay. they'll do. They'll do the rest. Um, it'll be interesting with them as well because they've got a new road director in Matthew Bramire, who was his was a uh, former Irish national champion. Okay. And a lot of the guys, I spoke to Alex Dowsett at the Tour of Britain, they're enjoying that sort of sort of reinvigorated approach that he's taking. Sounds very much like what Simon Jones is trying to do at Cycling Australia. They've got a, quite a younger team, and I would say inexperienced compared to previous years. But, you know, Theo Gagenhart, we've seen him ride with Egan Bernil all year. He's, mm-hmm. he was, he's yeah. a star. Um, so certainly competitive, but I think there's a lot more of, like, it's a really, really, A, it's being said it's like the hardest world championships. In years. Possibly yep. ever. <laughs> um, and B, I think Tom Dumoulin, he's, we'll come back to this, but, um, you've got a lot of contenders there yeah. with full teams. You've got a Worlds, ironically, it's one of the toughest courses, but the, at most the same open. time, it's one of the most open because suddenly all these climbers and quasi-climbers suddenly are in the I've mix. Got, you know, the last three, footing. four, five years, you had yeah, 10 yeah. guys that yeah. could win. Yeah. Now there's and 20, Sagan was And we know Sagan cannot win. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to throw one in the mix. Moscon. Yeah, Johnny Moscon. Yeah. For Italia. And, I, I, uh, would and it be I too hard what, for him, though? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, he's good. Um, he is go good. and have a look uh, on a couple of the climbs, major climbs. No, I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him. He's been pumping the Strava segments left, right and yeah. centre. <laughs> he's fastest. He's beating times in training. He's just got to keep, he's just gotta keep the old anger management. Oh, yeah, they'll have to, take, they'll have to <laughs> take the boca. Yeah. Apologise and then take it back. But yeah. on, on the <laughs> French for a second, Philippe. So he's, you know, he's obviously a big favourite. But Pino. the team... Bardo. Yeah. About it. No, ha- no Bargill, though. It's a team of champions. Yeah, no Bargill. No Bargill. No, and no surprise. Yeah, uh, no surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Bardet. Yes. Yeah, Bardet's in. Pino. So you've got your Pino who's flying. Good so G- is Alaphilippe well. the man? 
and, and are they all going to no problems work for Ale Philippe when you've got a guy like Bardet, you've got Pino, you've got There's a few others. Geniers as well. Geniers. Yeah. Like you've got a good team, but is it a team of champions and with not one leader? Or I think they'd be stupid not to go for Ale Philippe, particularly because he's got the runs on the board as well. You and I yeah. will agree on that. But will Bardet and yeah. Pino French. agree you on never that? Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he knows. And he's he knows. knows. <laughs> Believe us. That's yep. why my second question was let's talk about Australia first. You know? <laughs> I think it's the world championships in general. Sometimes getting a national team to agree on one person, isn't that? Uh, getting the French to the agree. Scenes, but <laughs> it's already hard enough. You know? no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. I would say they, would, they should definitely run with Alaphilippe. They've got Bardet in it, and I don't know if how and much. Pino's of, going well out of Welter. He's coming Yeah, but out. I think he's there's fine. also this sort of. Aura Bardet might actually have in the team. Uh, Cyril Guimard knows him very well. Uh, are they going to run with Bardet just because he's he, named Bardet? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. this aura, you know. It's uh, interesting. Totally possible. I would, that would not surprise me. This like, and yeah. I don't know if Tom Dumoulin's actually confirmed for the road race yet. I'd be know. amazed if he is because he's, he's runner up at the Giro, runner up at the Tour. He's doing the team time trial world championships. But if Geraint Thomas and Chris Froome are both pulling out, going wet hide. I'm curious to see if he will for the Netherlands. I don't know. Well, to change note a little bit, I don't think anyone can beat Amonique Van Vluten in the women's. Yeah. Well, the Dutch the, no. in the women's team. Gee, She'll have to get up the road first, though, because they'll, be they'll be beating each other. One girl can, and I'm going to be, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to be totally biased, but for good reason. I think Spratty yeah. is flying. And she's had, she's, I think, fifth. She's ranked fifth in the yeah. world. Van Vluten is ranked one well, in the world. Yeah. But Spratty has had an amazing year. And, and they both said it's going to be very strange because they just finished their final UCI World Tour event of the year for the women's calendar. The next time they meet, they'll race against, against each, other. each other. When all they've done all year is work because Jean Bates told them, pick some goals outside your comfort zone and both of them have achieved all of those things. So they go into the World Championships refreshed almost because they know that Anything there is a bonus, but also the pressure because they know that they have this a chance to take the rainbow. Mm. No, so, I was going to say that on the Aussies, yep. Rowan Watch. Dennis will win the time trial. Yeah, yep. he's does, absolutely yep. flying. I don't. Think, I don't think he got out of third gear in the second time <laughs> trial at the Welter. I'm not joking. No. And we spoke to him uh, that night, I think, or the night before, and he he actually was going to go home earlier. He didn't want to stay. And so he stayed sort of quasi-reluctantly because he said, I was worried about getting sick and, you know, just your your body breaks down a bit yeah. and your immune system. So he did the second TT and he just cruised. He absolutely cruised and won it by 50-something seconds. Nearly a minute, yeah. So he was a class above everyone else there. Now, not the best time trialists were there, of course, mm-hmm. but he's he Still. is flying and he's that's his big focus. Richie? Where where do you where do you see him? <sighs> oh, Pete from him in Spain. Yeah. Uh, you were out of Vuelta? Yep, I saw him. I saw him on one of the nights towards the end. I'll be honest, question mark. Yep. I don't know. It could go either way. He could go, he could go seven laps. A... He could go seven laps or he could be right there what at the about, very end. What about um, Jack Haig might even become? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think what would have... What would have been great to see at the Vuelta instead of him going in that breakaway on that flat stage... Mm, we'll do it later on. ...because we all scratched yeah, yeah, our heads yeah. wondering why... It would have been great to have seen him in the third week in the mountains going for We, we it. were expecting this. You know, we yeah, talked we about it. Were. This is going to be the real... Uh, and it would have been great for him to get a stage win. Yeah. You know, he's never won an individual Grand Tour stage, Richie. Okay. So it would have been great for him to do that for his... Just every, every, it doesn't matter how good you are or where you're standing, he's in the peloton. Everyone's a win. Yeah, and you need it. Everyone Momentum, needs a win. Yeah, yeah, morale. You know, so I think he's looking forward to the end of the year. 
and I'm just not sure where his head's at for the Worlds. Okay, big question yeah. mark. Yeah, uh, we'll find out. Uh, pretty let's soon. Ho- let's hope. Up. Let's hope he comes up. Yeah. flying, and we'll um, find out pretty soon. It's coming up uh, next week. Uh, BMC last ever team time trial as well. Is this uh, the last ever team time trial? I don't know. In general, yeah, oh, team yes, time trial yes. world championship. Being pulled from the world champs yeah. as well. Uh, so can they do this one for the oh. short <laughs> Did you did you not see me roll my eyes, peeps? <laughs> <laughs> this is our well governing body. They're just well, so what? They just though, it's not working. And, you know, no, oh, no, my goodness. Plus, Jan's come in and. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. But I don't know if it's got to do with finances as well. No, I know why. don't he's like a crap at team time trialing or don't want to have to bring extra money. Partian, he's flat out. He's flat out being mayor of some town up northern Sanzo. France. Sanzo. Sanzo. And <laughs> he's, he's got too much on his plate. And he's like, come on, we're going to need to take a day off the worlds because I've got well, to be mayor down back. in Sanzo. Mechanical doping. I, yeah. must say, I must say I've been back to Sanzo after the stage when I came back. Yep. Uh, it's a pretty little town. <sighs> He was nice. Oh, He's doing okay. a good job at uh, Santa. Uh, you just no one cares. you just messaged the party and said, "Mate, we're about to go yeah, live exactly. on Facebook." Yeah, we, chat, yeah. we chatted to him. Just went, oh, yeah. He's my mate. Now. Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously taking Christoph out to him. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> no wine for you, or yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite. I'm going to have to uh, to ask you this. Favorite for this World Championship, Sophie. I actually looked at the odds, which I don't normally do. Vincenzo Nibali is odds-on favorite. I don't understand. Yeah, he's, yeah he is a good. Uh, I'm going to stick. I said Adam Yates earlier. I'm going to yeah. stick with Adam Yates. Adam Yates. Hmm. Ala Philippe. Yeah. Moscow. Moscow. I'm going Ala Philippe. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going Ala Philippe. There you go. That was great to... Uh, Christoph uh, decided on something. Can we just like have a, have a minute? And, like, <laughs> I'm on camera. I'm on camera. Yeah. We're not finished yet. We're not finished yet. We've got First any other business to go, to go through. Uh, Heyman retiring. What a man, what a carrier he had. Yeah, I mean, but he's retiring at TDU. Come on, Matty. <laughs> How do you go through to April? Do one more Perry roubaix Now, I love well, Two Down Under. I work on Two Down Under, but come on, mate. Go two more months. No, it's, it's brilliant. Shall we text him? <laughs> no, we better not. He might get a bit angry. No, he, absolute legend, champion. Owes nothing to no he's, one for the sport, and he can go and enjoy his family. He's uh, looking forward to spending a lot more time with his kids and all that. And um, what a role model for the future Australian cyclists to yeah. watch back and see so many great stories. I mean, we spoke about the things that Adam Yates did behind the scenes in the Vuelta. Well, Matt Heyman's been doing that his whole life in cycling, yeah. so um, it's incredible. Let's Actually, hope he stays. Involved, involved yeah. in the sport. Actually, question for, for you two. Uh, when you're a professional cyclist like this, when you know it's time, do you just know it's time? And then in your head, well, you're already... Uh, what led him to get to this decision? You know, well, is uh, it the no, body? Is he, it the mental? Is it the family? Hold off is the it, press. Hold off the press. Neil Stevens leaves and Matt Heyman exactly. joins as a DS. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Right. Okay, there you go. What are the odds of this? Yeah, I like those. Yeah. The, the, boy, is, the boy is, in the Zwift cap is actually pretty a, smart. He would be an incredible director sporty. I mean, he's been the mobile inside Peloton director sportive of Mitchell and Scott for how long? I was going to say, you can't. it doesn't always translate from no. a good cyclist to a director sportive, but in yeah. Matt Heyman's case, absolutely, because he's a calm sort of, you know, and he, he, knows he, he that never team gets carried away. Inside out and like well. you said, he's and been a, effectively... A DS on, on the wheels. bike. Let us know what you think, guys, uh, in, a, in the comments. Uh, Matthew Heman as a, as a DS uh, would be very interesting. We'll, uh, we'll read through this. Any other uh, comments, business, what's happening around the, your world, guys? Uh, uh, gee. Yeah, oh, well. uh, mechanics, Richard, uh, Richard, 
Richie Port's coach, David Bailey, just left BMC, gone to Bahrain Merida, yes. not Trek. So I think that, I don't know if that's the end of his affiliation with Port. Okay. It's one and to watch. It's not the, a headliner. The but Aussie Continental uh, men's teams uh, have been doing really well. St. George Continental is first, second, yeah, well third done. and fourth in Tura Sayak in uh, Indonesia, I think that is. And Anthony Giacopo, two-stage wins Tura China, two. Sam Chrome, a second in Tura China, one. And... Um, Still von Hoff has just broken oh, yeah, his collarbone again. No, have yes. you? Still, yeah, what are you no, doing? No, but he, 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 as Steel does, he comes out and says, "Well, you get him in threes. Yeah. He's ready to come back." He I think he deliberately bothers him from the hospital God. bed. Yeah, this no, guy is incredible. <laughs> that story, the whole story though, yeah. about Steel is yeah. it's just come crazy. Back, Commonwealth champion, yeah. boom, does this. Come back again. Come back Jeez. again. Yeah, won a sta- uh, stage or no, second in a stage in Tour of China, one, and then broke. The collarbone on the day that Giacopo <laughs> takes his second laughing. stage victory. <laughs> I'm only laughing because he says, Oh, well, I've read yeah, the no, same post. Oh, I couldn't well, believe it. Cubs in threes. Yeah. Let's get on with the show. He's a legend. Hey, he's a legend. Is there, any, a is there any other sport tougher than cyclists? Uh, I don't no. think so. Not like that. No. no. Even from in the UK, we haven't touched on it. I don't know. Aqua Blue Sport and their immediate closure. That was, and JLT, that was a so, huge talking point at the yeah. of Britain. And it brought up. Because that was meant to be their last race. That was meant to be their last race they pulled out before. And it's kind of just this ongoing story, like Rick Delaney, who's the multimillionaire that he did an interview in the UK, and to be fair, it was just a rant. Like oh, I listened to it. It was a bit of an Oleg Tinkov rant, but it kind of had a good point in, in terms of the stresses riders deal with as well. And cycling's got this real, these multimillionaires coming in and effectively cracking it, either because they're not getting their own way and they're used to getting their own way, I don't know, or that they're right and that there's this, this old man, old guard that runs cycling, your Patrick Lefebvre's, your Jim Okowitz's, that just can't change. There's a bit it's of... getting really boring. There's teams yeah. changing and, you know, like writing stories. I've written stories about cycling's business model changing, blah, blah, blah. But um, it was a huge talking point yeah, we, in the UK. We talked about it during the Vuelta, during the live, and I did my homework and listened to the interview mm. with Rick Delaney. And actually, incidentally, I was following Larry Walbass and Connor Dunn's uh, no-go tour. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, riding around Europe, um, for those of you who don't know, two riders who basically were out of a job. And so they did a 1,000 kilometres in a week mm. around yep. uh, Europe with panniers. Um, I, th- I agree with you. I think... You could see the frustration in Rick Delaney's voice. And I think, according to him, and the, for the record, he's paying all of the riders until the end of their contracts. And riders who are recontracted, he will either pay them or they'll find a job. And then, obviously, that uh, takes him out of that. So he'll meet his requirements. But it's a bit disappointing. I think I think he's he's got to take some blame. And I don't think he's taking some blame. I think no, he I'm... can put some onto the, the sport in general. Uh, but I think he's got things there, like he's got to wear some blame. That hasn't, yeah. haven't been signed. Yeah, I think for like multi-million dollar businessman, you'd be across that. Yeah, or yeah. the he's thing with that. the three T bikes. And I do. I've spoken to riders who were very critical of those of those bikes, and that all comes into it, doesn't it? It's a okay. minefield, but. Still, this issue of By the way, uh, Heyman as a DS sounds pretty good. We have a lot of people saying, yeah. right on, thumbs yeah. up. Well, uh, that sounds quite good. Yeah. So uh, if uh, Shane Bannon is listening... Well, let's uh, send an email in. Let's, <laughs> let's sign a petition. Do you want 5% yeah. on that yeah. deal? Yeah, all seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for coming. That was, uh, that was fun. I think we Thank agree. you. It was fun. Uh, so that was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Remember, you can uh, download, uh, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website. 
website sbs.com.au slash cycling central until next one, which probably will be next week. It's bye for now. Zwift is an indoor cycling platform where you can connect with a global community of cyclists at any time. You can chat with people all over the world, share in group rides, get encouragement from total strangers right on, who quickly become your new riding buddies and train harder and faster with competition on a global scale. Check out Zwift for yourself at Zwift.com today.